Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. A new study evaluated whether beta-2 glycoprotein-1 IgA antibodies predict coronary plaque burden and progression, and whether the antibodies moderate the effect of inflammation on atherosclerosis among patients with rheumatoid arthritis. Today, I'm speaking with the lead author of the study, Dr. George A. Carpuzas, who is a professor of medicine at UCLA and chief of rheumatology at Harbor UCLA Medical Center in Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Carpuzas. Let's dive into your study. To start, what is the target of these antibodies, and how did you decide to look at the role of them in RA? The Beta-2 glycoprotein 1 is a serum hypolipoprotein that normally exerts an anticoagulant effect by displacing various coagulation proteins from anionic phospholipid sites. It is generally produced in the liver. We decided to look at them because when you look at atherosclerotic plaques, you appreciate that there's an increasing frequency and activation of immune cells within those progressive atherosclerotic lesions. And that suggests that this recognition and targeting of local antigens within the plaque is central to the plaque growth and its destabilization in the future. Among those candidate molecules, those candidate proteins, beta-2-glycoprotein-1 is readily expressed within human atherosclerotic plaque. So its abundance within the plaque the fact that they're being bound by different types of cells within the plaque and they co-localize with immune cells within the plaque suggested that they may be a target for immune-mediated reaction that could influence uh, atherosclerotic plaque progression. And we do know from murine studies that if you challenge mice that are destined to develop atherosclerosis with beta-2 glycoprotein 1, that challenge induces antibodies against that molecule and promotes significantly the plaque burden. Now, we also know that antibodies against beta-2 glycoprotein 1, especially of this isotype, the IgA isotype, have been described both in general patients and also been mentioned in RA patients. And I think the most relevant publication here is the Prospective Coronary Artery Risk Development in Young Adults study, which showed, it's a 20-year study, that showed that uh, anti-beta-2 glycoprotein-1 IgA presence associated with future development of occult coronary plaque calcification. Additionally, two studies in general patients who had symptomatic cardiac disease showed that presence of those antibodies was 33 and 40% respectively. And not only that, the presence of those antibodies independently associated with stroke, myocardial infarction, unstable angina, and symptomatic peripheral arterial disease, that's in general patients. However, the impact of those antibodies on coronary plaque trajectory and cardiovascular risk in rheumatoid arthritis is unknown, so we decided to evaluate the role of beta-2 GP1 IgA antibodies on coronary plaque progression and long-term incident cardiovascular disease events in our well-characterized cohort of patients with established rheumatoid arthritis. Great. And does beta-2 glycoprotein-1 IgA presence predict coronary plaque burden or progression among patients with RA? 
So the answer is yes. And what we found is that anti-beta-2 glycoprotein or IgA antibodies associated with future development and progression of coronary atherosclerosis in RA above and beyond traditional cardiac risk factors, cumulative inflammation, and cumulative prednisone dose. Now, this included both new plaque formation in segments without plaque at baseline, as well as increased stenotic severity of atherosclerotic lesions that were present at baseline. Additionally, we found that higher antibody titers had greater effect on plaque progression. Additionally, what we found was that anti-beta-2 GPO and IgA associated with advanced remodeling of atherosclerotic lesions to high-risk plaques, plaques that are associated with cardiovascular events, persistence of such plaques in an activated state, and further delayed or prevented their dense calcification, which is basically their healing process. So how does beta-2 glycoprotein 1 IgA interact with inflammation and affect atherosclerosis load in patients with RA? It's a great, great question, and it's basically a mechanistic question you're, you're posing. So the presence of higher inflammatory burden, you have a higher oxidative stress. That higher oxidative stress is associated with cholesterol, especially low-density cholesterol, LDL cholesterol, oxidation into this noxious oxidized LDL form. Now, the more oxidized LDL there is because of inflammation, the more it's being uptaken by cells in the plaque and converts them into foam cells. Now, what happens, uh, as you know, during atherogenesis, the beta-2 glycoprotein 1 interacts with this oxidized LDL in the arterial wall and forms these complexes of beta-2 glycoprotein 1 and oxidized LDL, which subsequently can be released in the circulation. Now, unfortunately, these complexes are very highly immunogenic and they may be bound both in the plaque as well as in the periphery by antibodies against the complex, i.e. antibodies against beta-2 glycoprotein 1. And those immune complexes were shown to bind special receptors on the surface of macrophages, which is the main cell in the plaque, that are subsequently internalized and promote the generation of foamy cells, which are basically macrophages filled up with cholesterol. And the more of those that accumulate and the more of those die, the more the lipid core of the plaque increases and the necrotic core forms. Hmm, that's interesting. So which patient populations in your cohort had the worst coronary outcomes? Obviously, patients who were beta-2 GP1 IgA positive were the ones that had the worst outcomes in terms of coronary plaque progression and vulnerability. And remember, this is an adjusted analysis, which means that the contributions of other factors which are significant are accounted for, and those other factors include, obviously, cumulative inflammation, statin exposure, biologic drug exposure, as well as traditional cardiac risk factors such as age, hypertension, and obesity. Mm -hmm. And what is the significance of your findings, and who should be tested for these antibodies? So our study is the first study that is basically exploring 
the impact of these antibodies on coronary plaque trajectory and events in rheumatoid arthritis. So should future studies corroborate our findings that indeed those antibodies associated with future development or progression of coronary atherosclerosis in RA, then formal screening may be warranted in those patients. And if they're found to be positive, our data indicate that at least stringent and durable control of inflammation is paramount as beta-2 GP1 IgA presence moderates the effect of inflammation on plaque progression. We recently reported that a duration of statin treatment conditioned the impact of cumulative effect of inflammation on plaque progression, meaning statins are protective in patients who are exposed to them for longer periods of time, regardless of the effect of inflammation. There doesn't seem to be much difference here, although we don't absolutely know whether or not the statins are equally effective in beta-2-GP1 patients versus beta-2-GP1 negative individuals. We also found in ancillary analysis that stringent blood pressure control is also very important, and we showed that for patients who have an average systolic blood pressure less than 130, inflammation is less likely to allow a significant plaque progression, especially in the context of beta-2 GP1 IgA positivity. So in this subset of patients, strict BP control may be of particular importance. Now, moreover, what we know based on our study is that if you have beta-2 GP1 IgA antibodies, especially in patients who have some plaque at baseline, which is non-obstructive or non-extensive, this may trigger a follow-up interrogation for assessment of progression to extensive or obstructive disease, because the treatments that could be adopted after that can certainly change outcomes. Absolutely. So what is the overall key take-home message for rheumatologists about your study? I think that beta-2 GP1 IgA may be a prognostic biomarker in terms of cardiovascular disease progression and a key moderator of new incident cardiovascular events in patients with rheumatoid arthritis, as it is perhaps in the general population. And given the accelerated cardiovascular risk of our patients inherently uh, with rheumatoid arthritis, this is a potential biomarker that if further corroborated, could actually be in our prognostic biomarker armamentarium as we gauge better strategies to risk stratify patients with rheumatoid arthritis. Absolutely. Thank you again for speaking with me today about your study. Amanda, thank you so very much for the opportunity to communicate to the greater rheumatology community what the key messages of our findings are.